Is It Transphobic? will be addressing issues of transphobia and transmisogyny. We may also address issues of racism, classism, ableism, and various other intersectional issues in this podcast. So this is a trigger warning. The panelists on Is It Transphobic? will also use strong language. So listener discretion is advised. Since the dawn of time, people have asked questions. What is the meaning of life? Where do we go when we die? But one question, one unanswerable question, still hangs in people's minds, even far beyond them, even far beyond to be or not to be. That one question, ladies, gentlemen, and those who don't identify on the binary, that one question is, Is professional wrestling real or fake? That's right. In honor of WrestleMania weekend, Is It Transphobic podcast is giving you one free extra episode. And today we are tackling the enigmatic, the bizarre one, Goldust. Now, before we get going, uh, I want to tell you a couple of things. We talk about, a, we use a little bit of pro wrestling jargon. Uh, one of our guests, uh, PJ Gonzalez, uh, also known as Paula, uh, she is a professional wrestler, and she, I'll let her get into that. Uh, but her and I use a lot of jargon, uh, and I want to tell you a little bit of it so that you will understand what we're talking about, because some of it we don't get a chance to define. Specifically, the terms face and heel know that face is the good guy, heel is the bad guy. Um, It's a little bit more nuanced than that. We get into it a lot more in our uh, Patreon exclusive interview with Paola, which you should totally donate. Even just a dollar will give you access to that. It'll give you access to all of our mini episodes one month before we release them publicly. And in this case, uh, it's great because it'll give you a little bit of a primer so that you know all the things that we talked about, we talk about uh, her upbringing, we talk about her training regimen, we talk about her, uh, we, we talk a lot more about just wrestling in general. So if you're a big wrestle head, I don't know, that's not a term, but if you are a fan of wrestling, uh, you should probably start donating to our Patreon. But that said, including that, we also talk about uh, generating heat, which if you're unfamiliar with the term, it basically means making people dislike you. Uh, you you get a little bit of heat. And also kayfabe, which we go into great detail in the mini-sode, so I won't go into too much detail, but just understand that kayfabe is the concept of pro-wrestling as a story. It is the idea of pro re- the reality of the pro-wrestling. Uh, we also say something which we don't really go into. And this is more on um, the actual talking about trans material stuff. We say, I, I think Paula and I talk about the idea of 
the the concept talking to people of like, oh, well, you have to be gay or you have to be trans. Uh, and we don't really clarify that, but I want you to know that what we're talking about is uh, the idea of uh, people thinking that you are a gay cisgender man if you are a trans woman. Uh, that's more what the context of that is. Uh, and also, I throw out just like a little uh, snide, like, oh, uh, bisexuality doesn't exist, as if I am the other person's character, but I don't know if that comes across uh, when I was listening to it. So I just wanted to let you know, bisexuality absolutely does exist. Um, so yeah, I think that's all I need to talk about before the show. Uh, I'm excited for WrestleMania this weekend. I think it's going to be amazing, or at the very least, I'm going to hope it's amazing. Um, my favorite matches that I know are going to happen, uh, Kevin Owens versus Chris Jericho, I think is going to steal the show. Uh, I think AJ Styles and Shane McMahon is going to surprise a lot of people. I think that uh, I'm I'm excited for the SmackDown women's Bonanza. I don't know what the hell they're calling it, but it's basically just whatever women they can find. But I think it, they, they have such talented people. I think it's going to really blow people out of the water, uh, as is the Neville versus Austin Aries. So I'm going to throw out a couple of the uh, things that we contributors to the podcast are doing before we get started, uh, so that that way it's out of the way and you can enjoy us talking about... Gold dust. First off, Joe is still working on Puffs, which is a uh, parody of the Harry Potter world. It's all about uh, a bunch of Hufflepuffs going on an adventure, uh, and that's tickets are on sale at puffstheplay.com. Uh, Vivian Aladrin has put out a new album called Play Happy, which is available on Bandcamp, specifically at Vivi aladrin.bandcamp.com uh, obviously these links I'm going to put in the description uh, Phoenix is working on a piece that's happening in later on in May at the WOW Theater Cafe it's a queer and POC emerging media art show uh, it sounds like it's going to be really cool we'll have more information as it comes but that's going to be May 19th and 20th uh, quick note, Puya Moseni, the uh, person who unfortunately came in late <laughs> for Tu Wong Fu, but still provided some great uh, perspective to Tu Wong Fu, is going to be moderating a conversation with and for transgender actors on April 3rd at the Actors' Equity Building. Uh, and the event is part of CSA's Commitment to Diversity and Inclusion in Casting Initiative. So that's going to be on April 3rd. Uh, and it will be held in the Equity Council Room at 6.30 p.m. Ian, who you'll hear in this episode, has been busy. Uh, Ian is going to be... Ian was just named as uh, one of the recipients of the John Lewis uh, Fellowship for Humanity in Action. Uh, it essentially means that in July, Ian is going to travel down to Atlanta and learn a lot more about... Uh, restorative justice, diversity, and civil rights in America. Well, not learn about it. They're going to explore how to uh, better work with the work that Ian's already doing uh, and incorporate a lot of other things. And uh, they'll be working alongside renowned scholars and activists to engage in innovative and critical dialogue and action plans for transformative change in Atlanta and beyond. So that's a thing. Congrats, Ian. 
not to mention that Ian is also going to be portraying Paul in a chorus line for the one production. Uh, and that is going to happen at Ta-da! Youth Center. Still love saying that. 15 West 28th Street, New York, New York. Uh, and that is going to be happening Friday, March 31st through April 2nd. So that's this weekend, if you're listening. And just some quick stuff about me. I am going to be on a panel uh, tomorrow night. That's right, Friday night, March 31st. Uh, it's a panel on trans-inclusive feminism, and that is going to be through Reverie.tv. They're a queerated entertainment, is how they call themselves. The logo has uh, referenced them as the Netflix of uh, queer media. It's going to be 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time if you want to watch it live on the Reverie Facebook page. And that is at facebook.com backslash Reverie, R-E-V-R-Y, TV. I'm also a guest at the International Steampunk Symposium in Cincinnati, Ohio, April 28th through the 30th. Uh, you can watch me perform my one-person show there, as well as at the Steampunk World Fair in Piscataway, New Jersey, May 5th through May 7th. And finally, once again, please support us on Patreon. Uh, that said, here's the show. All audio clips used are the property of World Wrestling Entertainment. You're entering a world of shattered dreams, of men in speedos, and lots and lots of gold paint. Today we, on Is It Transphobic, are talking about the professional wrestler, Gold Dust. My name, of course, is Ashley Lauren Rogers. I'm the producer and editor of Is It Transphobic, and I use she/her pronouns. And today, I'm being joined by, regretfully, Ian Field Stewart. I use they/them/their pronouns. And Paola J. Gonzalez, and I use she pronouns. Uh, now, Paola, we've got a uh, mini episode where we talk a little bit more about your background, but you are a professional wrestler, correct? Mm-hmm. Fantastic. That is true. That is still like completely true. Awesome. <laughs> That is completely true. Uh, so it's true. It's damn true. It's true. Damn. <laughs> uh, and Ian, you correct me if I'm wrong. You do not watch professional wrestling, correct? I don't. <laughs> I don't at all. Not at all. Not not at all. So I I'm curious, like what your thoughts were, because I I put together a a package uh, of a number of gold dusts antics throughout the years, including uh, his first match, his match against The Undertaker in a casket match, uh, his backlot brawl with Rowdy Roddy Piper, uh, and then his bizarre feud with Steven Regal later. Uh, so I- I'm curious, just as someone who I forced to watch a whole bunch of wrestling stuff, yeah. what are your thoughts? Just what are your immediate thoughts? I don't know. Um... <laughs> It 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 just didn't, it doesn't speak to me, and mm. and I and I feel I feel very strange because I actually uh, I I liked I actually liked your videos and I was kind of intrigued by like what I was seeing there. But there's something about like there's something that Gold does specifically I think that gets under my skin. I think that mm. in general when I've seen professional wrestling because I really I mean I haven't watched it since I was very young because I didn't I did, I grew up without you know cable or satellites it was one of the few things that i could watch at times. So I would flip on and be like I'll watch for a couple moments and see what's going on. And then I was like. There isn't a narrative here that I could follow. I can't identify with this. There's no princess. There's no 
There's no, hmm. there's no like, I just can't, I can't. And that, and that's, and but also it was, but also I think that like you know, there's something that Gold does specifically that bothers me. Hmm. Um, but I am intrigued by, I am intrigued like you know, from Romani's sort of like learning more about uh, the performative aspects of this and sort of the the stories that can be told with it. So I'm, my diplomatic answer is <laughs> that I am intrigued by this by a community that I don't belong to. Um, but, uh, my not so, my not so, uh, diplomatic answer is just like, girl, really? Okay, gold dust. Fine, girl. You, you need attention a lot. Good for you. <laughs> that's my, that's my feelings. <laughs> no, I hear that. I hear that. Um, and Paula, now the, the big thing that we see in, uh, the, the wrestling fan community mm-hmm. is I don't want this to turn into a shoot. Uh, what what I mean by that to the audience and possibly to Ian as well is I don't want this to be like w- w- so many interviews involving wrestlers about other wrestlers uh, they get used as a like oh well this person's talking shit about me and I don't want that to feel like I don't want you to feel like anything that you're saying on here is you basically like doing a shoot on gold dust because there's I, a chance you might work with them later uh, uh, who, who knows I mean yeah. I, I, I don't know but I, I I don't want it to turn into a, turn into a shoot you know mm. this is just my perspective and our per- perspective on the character on based on what we have seen so far, and it because it, it, honestly his character is good for a discussion. It, it it's mm. it's there's a lot that can be said about the character. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and it's interesting because there are some people that are going to think it's great. There are some people that are going to think it's not great. You know, mm. um, but it's one of those characters that 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 you don't get. To see too much, especially the way that 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 he came to to create that character. Um, I'm not saying that he's the only character like that, because there are other. Again, I I watch. I don't focus on double on watching WWE. I have I like watching other wrestling across the globe, and um, thanks to YouTube today and social media, it's possible to watch wrestling from different countries. And there are other countries that have done similar characters. In Mexico, they have the Exoticos. And they are totally way different than Goldust. And they are more, they are openly, completely gay. Hmm. And it's it's a different dynamic of uh, when you compare Goldust to the other, to those characters. But, again, this is not going to be a shot. Um, as you say, I could end up working with Goldust. <laughs> Who knows? So I think that would be awesome. I think I would yeah. do that. It would I be mean, interesting. I can confidently say I won't work with Goldust. So I'll happily, <laughs> happily so Ian... say anything that you need to say. <laughs> don't feel comfortable saying. Yeah. So you. So if anything, you just you tell me, Ashley, mute my microphone, and then Ian will say whatever you need. I will whatever you need to be said about Goldust. Exactly what you need to <laughs> yeah. say. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, I also I also yes. I also want to say uh, mm-hmm. you know I'm cer- like any of my comments are directed at Goldust. I'm certainly not shitting on like wrestling at all. I want to mm-hmm. make that very clear because you know you're in the room and this is like something you do. It's your passion. <laughs> I am very yeah, I, I, I am not sporty I, at I, all. I don't want to be offended. Otherwise, I will have to like use a steel chair. Exactly. And, 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 yeah, like, yeah. I'm just not. I have them over chair. in the corner I, there. See, thank yeah. you for that. Oh, they thank are you for there. mentioning yeah. that. I'm yeah. glad yeah. that's there. But but I like you to use steel shirts. I I prefer whips. Okay, great. Yeah. 
Uh, unfortunately, I didn't bring any whips with me mm-hmm. on the bus. Oh, uh, wow. I didn't want to get in trouble. Yeah. Well, you know, public transit these days, it's tough. Uh, they, they're going to yeah. confiscate your yeah. whips. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. awful. Yeah. But but what I, I just wanted to make that very clear that, you know, I, I am not I am not sporty. I don't have any, like, try to talk to me about football or anything like that. I have nothing to give. So this is merely me offering mm. my opinion of the character of Gold Dust. Because okay. that's all I got to give. All right. Cool. Fair enough. <laughs> So in that case, uh, since we're going there, let me ask you, Ian, uh, <laughs> how would you describe, let's say, because there, there are probably some people on this podcast who are confused as to why we're even tackling wrestling, but if you could describe Goldust, how would you, as someone who I just gave you a video package and said, watch all these and comment on it, how would you describe Goldust? A heteronormative bastardization of club kid culture. Damn, that's actually really good. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That, that, yeah. <laughs> that pretty much sums it up. Paola, anything to add? <laughs> I, I, I'm just confused because uh, oh. I, I don't understand the, uh, the meaning of like club, club, club kids. Oh, so the, um, so the, the club kids 80s? Was it 80s? Yeah, like maybe 80s, 70s, 70s and 80s. 80s. Yeah, like, like on that cut. Um, it was a uh, a time of like kind of the scene kids of club like club kids who would come out and it was all about you know the glam the uh, the uh, the spectacle and so it was all of these um, okay. and we still and we still okay. see club kids today but it's just like it was this culture mm-hmm. of like you know like Boy George comes out of this culture like ca- like these kind yes. of larger than life characters come out of this culture who are and uh, his entire aesthetic to me was. Um, very much um, a bastardization of this of this club of this club culture, hmm. of this hmm. scene culture that I th- and and I think that for me part as someone who is like you know uh, not I'm not I'm not a participant but a but a big supporter as far as because a lot of like you know my trans siblings come out of this culture because a lot of us come out of like nightlife and performance in this uh-huh. way it felt very um, his his use of this and kind of the way he's on like the, the talk show that he was on. I'm trying yep. to remember who it was. The with. Conan O'Brien. It was, no, it was, it was the one right after Conan. It was a, it was a radio show he was doing. Or a radio oh, interview. Oh, he was doing oh, oh, his the, yeah, yeah. It was a promo. Uh, it was part of a, it was an official WWE promo. I think, I forget which one it was, but like, I think he was on the pro. What, what was he saying? He yeah. just, just the way just, that he was speaking about kind of like, that how he came in to find this character mm. and how oh, this ca- how talk the- is Jericho yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, there you go thank mm-hmm. you yeah um and uh the ways in which like his it, if I'm remembering correctly his mm. manager kind of was like oh this character is great and he talked about I mean I didn't want to do the gay thing and then I found that the gay thing was really profitable and so that to me was mm. that to me was just like oh god like that's that but that represents an entire people of resistance and culture that is like not mm. to be used and co-opted by uh heteronormative people mm. so that was kind of my that was like my initial reactions to him yeah i uh i included in the the video package a, a small snippet from his interview with chris jericho on chris jericho's podcast talk is jericho uh basically talking about where he got the idea for the character uh and i at least for me like the biggest reason that i wanted to include it was because there, there's this whole moment that he's talking to uh, i think it was i think it was vince or like one of the other people involved in wwe they called him up he was out of wcw at that point and he was just like so he was told hey so vince has this idea for a character for you you're going to be androgynous and so 
he very much went with the always say yes policy. But like, as he's on the phone, he's looking through the dictionary. What the hell does androgynous mean? What does it mean? It's like, yeah, I can totally pull that off. What the hell does this word mean? Yeah. And yeah, it was, it was just one of those like, and, and hmm. I think that as someone who has like kind of lived in that space of androgyny for a long period of my life, like hmm. that, that felt that felt particularly personal as far as like that, but that's not what. Mm. I mean, I just I just don't I don't even see that as androgyny per se. There, it, it almost mm. is a I want to say a gender, but I don't know if that's the right way that I want to put mm. that. But it's almost mm. it, it's something that seems to um, surpass gender in a way because it is so performative. It is so mm. it, it's 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 the way in which like for me like clowns don't really have a gender, you know, because mm. it is such a performative. Um, act. It is such a performative. It is such a distinct and performative character that mm. it feels like it, it surpasses sort of this this um, this space. Mm. My take on Goldos is that uh, um, he seemed to be one of the and and, and I used to watch back uh, before Goldos came to mainstream. I was familiar for the wrestlers that have done similar uh, exotic or as I like to call call it flamboyant gimmicks. So. It was just based on that too, you know. Mm. And most of the time, like in my import, I come from Puerto Rico, and there were a few wrestlers that they decided to like wear the the big gowns like all those wore, um, and it was a way for them to generate heat. Because when you know, like there's not so much hatred in in the culture. Hey, this guy's wrestling wearing a sparkly robe that is fantastic and thinking that they're the greatest, you know. Mm. But his character, too. I felt that he based it on a stereotype of like what people, how people, and people's fear too, because that's what people will fear. Straight people will fear a, a, a gay person behaving like Goldos. They'll be like, mm. oh no, no, that will be like scary for a lot of people, you know? So Goldos come like, a, like, like being shocking to people out there, you know? Whoever watched the matches will be like, oh my gosh, this is, is making me feel a little bit uncomfortable, you know? Yeah. Um, but at the same time, it's also part of, like, the performance, because he's giving a performance to so him, like, the way that the character is like, oh, I'm, I'm I'm going to give you a performance. I feel superior because I'm a performer, you know, and mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Well, and, and on that note, he's kind of taken the idea of the old-school Hollywood glam yeah. also in a lot of his older character uh, dynamics and even like uh, we we've got an image up on the screen right now of Shattered Dreams Productions because he would always incorporate like movie things for a while. Now he's moved away from that. And, he's just sort of doing and, whatever and he feels like. That was the thing. The 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 movie. I come from Hollywood. That that, that was the whole idea. I come from Hollywood. I'm I'm involved mm. in movies. Movies are my thing. You know, like it, it was like he was an actor of some kind. You know, mm. could be. You know. Hollywood, my home park, my home territory, the town that put the gold into gold dust, the city where the myth was born. But hark, who goes there? Well, I actually I want to ask a question to you as far as uh, the the people in, in I think you I think you were saying Puerto Rico it might have been in Mexico that uh-huh. you were saying uh, these folks who would come out in these large like kind of uh, sparkly like robes and things like that w- did they actually identify as queer and were and were amplifying that to make others uncomfortable or uh, what, do you think that it was all also kind of just like this it's just a it, gimmick because it's funny to see a person in a dress a man in a dress quote unquote 
here's the thing, and, and this is for me being a heel in Puerto Rico and, and knowing things. There's nothing much more hatred that the audience will hate than when a man is begging for mercy. And it changed the dynamic completely. Because when you do that, you, you're going to generate a response of the crowd assuming things about you that are not true. Um, and you don't have to be like Goldos to do it. You know, like if you take, for example, Ric Flair, you know, like Ric Flair was flamboyant too. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. have you seen the gowns that Ric Flair used to wear? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, yeah, Ric Flair, like, he, he, he was blonde. That's, uh, mm-hmm. the, the, that's one of the things. He was blonde. Um, Ric Flair was very, uh, very blonde. He w- was wearing his uh, f- his gowns, which are extremely flamboyant. He will walk to a ring, you know, like in a in a way that look kind of like not very masculine, you know. Mm. And stretch. the way that he will yeah. interact, he will go like to people and yell his uh, favorite catchphrase, "Ooh!" <laughs> and you know, people mm-hmm. will touch in that fan's mind. If you look at the fan as a person that has things like black and white that they're not going to change because there are mm. fans that are that, that are not like that you know but mm. there are fans there are fans that are very black and white you know this masculine this feminine Rick Flair could have been considered um mm. a little bit feminine and that would generate he because then people would be kind of like yelling the mean words that I'm not going to say because I want to get in trouble but um Seeing it, it that all, way, you know, and mm. he wasn't like Goldos. He wasn't mm. doing any mannerism. He may have done a little bit. Another mm. character in in if you look in the books, George's George. Mm-hmm. George's George began with like he will go with his wife, and he will pretty much like adorn his hair and also wear big gowns too. So yeah, um, and it, we're it looking is, at some uh, of the pictures of George's George, and it's like you know it's that concept of like. Look at me, I'm very pretty. Mm. So, so it's it's a similar concept. Like it's nothing. Goldos is not. It's not too new. The, the the character concept is not too new. The only new thing that he had was like, all right, so I'm going to dress in this suit. I'm going to paint my face in in gold, and I'm going to make it more into the stereotype of a gay mm. person. You know behave more like mm-hmm. a gay person and and the part that i found like to, to me one of the parts that i find a little bit of, uh, offensive is the fact that okay he's, he's he, real life he's not gay he's mm. married um we have a straight person portraying a gay character mm. um which is not very good to do um well and and also kind of similar to what you were saying with gorgeous george bringing his wife out to the ring they yeah. not at first but like within the first maybe month of gold dust premiering they introduced Marlena. Yes. Marlena was the woman in gold that was always with him. Uh, and part of that was to prey on the the idea of, like, we don't know Goldust. Goldust is bizarre. Like, he's the bizarre one mm-hmm. is another title that he takes on. And yes. part of that was, like, well, he's got this wife. Care- well, we didn't know she was a wife. It was director. It was Goldust's director. Uh, but it was very clear, like, the two of them would kiss on camera and it like even after he would be in the ring rubbing up against dudes in his gold dusty way uh it, it definitely like preyed on that idea of like a well bisexuality doesn't exist but hey this is a thing 
uh, and he's doing it to to prey on these wrestlers to mess with their heads and uh, it, it feels very, especially because of the like blonde wig and because of the mannerisms, it feels very much to me whenever I watch it like it's absolutely that conflation of gay is trans is gay and the preying on uh, what I, I, I swear I didn't make up the term, but at the same time, the, the idea of the queer fear. Yeah, like, yeah the queer fear. Mm-hmm. Totally agree with you on that. Mm-hmm. Can you speak more to this idea of gay as trans, trans as gay? There's, yeah. So the particularly in the '60s, '70s, and even up until like early in the late 2000s, um, it's this idea that like gay and trans are <coughs> kind of one and the same, and particularly the like, which is not true, especially if we're talking about like sex, gender, and sexuality as being very different things. Um, but it was that idea of like, oh, that their person who's nine feet tall and wearing a dress, that's a gay, right? That's mm. And uh, the conflation of them, which is still like, we still see from a lot of people, the idea that like, uh, like, what was it? Uh, it's Seth MacFarlane when we were talking about Family Guy. Uh, and he came under fire for the one of the many trans jokes that he's made. And he said, well, I thought the gays would love it. Like, why don't the gays know that we're, uh, of all the groups, I'm on their side. And just that idea of their, the lack of understanding that there is, I don't want to say a separation, but there is, it's, they're different things. There's a difference in experiences, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, we 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 come from a we come from the same alphabet community, but we don't come from the same experience. Mm-hmm. That's that's true. Like, but but it's surprising because, for example, in my culture, when I came out to my parents in 2008, like, um, they still assume they those things. They they, mm. they they assume when I come out as trans, I told them, hey, I'm going to transition genders. The first question they ask me, oh, so you like to sleep with men? And it's like, um, no, not really. Mm. Um, but but it came into that, you know, like in, into seeing me more of like where I was doing those things that are highly stereotypical, like of a gay person, and I'm like, no, I, I don't like men. I mean, I don't have any interest in men. Um, but you like to wear dresses sometimes, but like I don't have to wear dresses all the time. Mm. And I don't think I'm wearing a dress today. <laughs> I've been loud though today, you know, with this crazy camo color. But like, you know, um, it's uh, it's one of those things. Like, like yeah, you're you're correct in that sense. So like, it's it's a combination of things that the, the character is doing. And mm-hmm. like, but to me, it's like even as a culture, like certain places they haven't changed. That they still have to attach those things. That like to, they think that you have to be gay in order to be trans, which is not true. Hmm. Well, and and since we're moving in this direction. Ian and I were talking a little bit before this, and I said to Ian, you know, you've been, you you don't know it, but you, uh, there's a growing theme in a lot of the pieces that I put you on, uh, and Goldust, much like Lee Schreiber's character in Mixed Nuts, no. is in fact one of the first gender variant characters I ever watched. So Goldust... <laughs> so gold dust I want in fact for you. <laughs> there there wasn't better available gold gold dust gold Ain't dust unfortunately gold dust is uh one of my 
trans inspirations early on. Mm. Let's, let's Horrifying, dive into right? that. Let's yeah, dive that's... into that. Let's dig in there. Let's yeah. dig in there and talk about that. A how? Bit. <laughs> yes. Like how? Like how? <laughs> well, it wasn't. It wasn't that I like wanted to be gold dust, but at the same time, like I saw uh, this person who was very much like you know wearing the long hair and being very feminine and it's just like all right well i don't want to rub up on dudes i don't want to kiss them while they're unconscious but like which that's a that was a thing that happened with gold dust um but like but but it was there's this person who's expressing a what i was looking at as like a gender presentation that it was just like okay I can do this. He's there. Yeah, he's getting booed. Yeah, he's he's getting booed. Yeah, he's he's people don't like him. Yeah, he's evil, but like people can do it. Well, what I also as yeah. you're speaking, I'm also realizing from uh, the <laughs> the live episode actually, mm-hmm. the lost live episode. <laughs> oh, come um, back. It's it's on YouTube. <laughs> it's somewhere. Yeah, uh, it is on YouTube. Yeah. Now with extra Ashley trying to figure uh, out tech. No, um, <laughs> um, but uh, I remember us kind of talking about the and really unpacking sort of the the tropes of uh, the scary trans person and the aggressive trans person, and I'm realizing that uh, Gold Dust's character really buys into a lot of those same uh, tropes mm. as far as uh, being you know, a, a sexual aggressor being someone who is overly vain and full of themselves, someone who is, uh, yeah, someone who's tricking people and, and, like, won't tell the truth, someone who's very, like, they're just, they're a lot, there's a lot of crossover there. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, why don't we talk about the artist formerly known as Gold Dust then? So, for, for context, this was... In the mid to late '90s, uh, this was this was like the Attitude Era, which, for those who don't know WWE history, this was after they had done a lot of the cartoonish, like Doink the Clown and Duke the Dumpster Drossy, who like I your trash those. man is, gonna, yeah, <laughs> your tra- trash man's gonna wrestle. Oh yeah, garbage man's gonna wrestle. Oh, they even okay. had a plumber at one point. They did have a plumber. They, they had, had a plumber, yeah. and they had a. <laughs> Tell me more. Uh, Go on. The, the, they had a plumber. Mm-hmm. Uh, My favorite was Dr. Isaac Yankum DDS. That was Kane back then. That like, was Kane that was before Kane, Kane was Kane. That they was had Kane a dentist. Kane. Was they it Shawn Michaels' personal dentist? Uh, Whose dentist was it? I, 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 don't, I don't remember. remember. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> Somebody's dentist hilarious. came in. Uh, it was hilarious. Yeah. Then they had. Uh, then they <laughs> have also like. Uh, uh, they had. They 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 just tried to find in, any possible. Uh, profession and put it in there. Mm-hmm. My favorite was IRS. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> That's, uh, I, my, my, my current was, job, uh, I identify very personal yeah. with that character. He That's was uh, the million dollar character. man's personal accountant. Yeah, <laughs> IRS. His, his finishing move was the write-off. He used to tell people that they couldn't <laughs> cheat on their taxes. Yeah. Who he he was feuding with the Undertaker? I saw this recently. He was feuding with the oh, Undertaker, yes. so he's walking around a graveyard saying like, "Even in death, you can't cheat on your taxes." But that is true. <laughs> Just like okay, yeah. <laughs> but that is true, and, and I'm saying that I'm very know, serious. Yeah. Okay, you're you're saying this because you're a heel, and he was a heel. No, no I'm saying that because I work for <laughs> um, 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 New York State. <laughs> I'm going to leave that, Dara. 
<laughs> Just make sure that you pay your taxes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if if you leave here with nothing else, is a transphobic sure. audience. Make sure you pay your taxes. Uh, but but yeah, we so, don't so, discriminate. So, the government doesn't we're discriminate. Forever. We're coming for everyone. So WWE was turning into more of a joke. And WCW, their competitor, was becoming really cool because they just started incorporating the NWO, these like cool heel people who everybody wanted to be like. Uh, and so WWE... Everybody? What? Everybody? Yeah, everybody. Okay. Everybody. Great. When I was in high school, if you didn't have an NWO shirt at that point, you were uncool. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was in college back then, and yeah. I had my NWO shirt. Yeah. But when I moved, uh, when I was working in uh, 1998, uh, I, I bought it mm-hmm. here in the mall. They have t-shirts, wrestling t-shirts in the mall oh. back then. Mm-hmm. It was so much, the competition was so great, because you have WWE, and then you have WCW, and you, the wrestling market was doing like it was highly competitive, so you had to sell mer- merchandise. So mm-hmm. yeah, I had my my t-shirts for my favorite wrestlers back yes. then. NWO, I had to get it because like that was fantastic. You know, mm-hmm. who would have thought Hulk Hogan, the person that told everybody, say your prayers, eat your vitamins, or eat your vitamins, or say your prayers, was going to turn <laughs> heel. You know, mm. and it's fantastic because like uh, the the way that when he turned into a heel, that was like. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Like, why? It was so choking to everybody, even the fans. You know, like people the in the stands it. when Hulk Hogan turned evil threw garbage in the ring because they were so mad because they did not it it they did not see it coming. Yeah, yeah. No. Usually here in the United States, you don't get people throwing garbage to to the ring. Yeah. People control themselves in here in the United States. Only in places like Puerto Rico that if you're a heel they're gonna <laughs> throw everything at you. And if you and if you in Puerto Rico if you're a heel, if you say something that people don't like yeah. or people don't really like you or if you piss them off, you better cast security because you can probably end up even get up like yeah. shot or something like that. So mm-hmm. yes, there was this, a... this missed me at the Alabama School of Fine Arts. <laughs> Where I was studying theater three ty- three hours a day. <laughs> Somehow it didn't make it to us. It Didn't should have. Dang it. Yes, yeah, a clear lack of my education. <laughs> but, um, yeah, but, uh, so WCW wild. was doing this, and WWF at that point, who had Gold Dust, uh, they were going through their own genesis. They had the Steve Austin who was like, yeah, I'm a tough so- SOB, and I give the middle finger type of character who was their main person. Uh, and they were trying to figure out how to be edgier, how to compete with this edgy new thing. And so one of the things that they brought in was they said, all right, gold dust, you're going to break up with your wife, and you're going to be essentially the uh, sub to Luna Vachon. And this is where... Sub. Yeah, uh, submissive. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, we're going to be. This is slowly here. becoming more and more BDSM culture. Just so we're just so we're clear on this. Oh, that's that's exactly what they played up. Great. Yep. He made this choice. He chose Get this. Get him free from his closet. Oh, heel boy, the artist, formerly known. Um, there were there were some very great memorable ones, like when he was the New Year's baby. Uh, oh my gosh, I just saw that one. <laughs> yeah, like he was uh, the New Year's baby at one point. At one point, he came out 
dressed as uh, Triple H, and then he had to he defend be, the title. He, he began impersonating every possible yep. superstar in the roster, pretty much. But in their attempts to go edgy, they went really edgy, um, including like we saw like BDSM gear in the ring, uh, and that time that he did blackface. That was a thing. Uh, he was wrestling Flash Funk, who is Too Cold Scorpio, who is such a such a talent, and they had him fight Gold Dust in blackface. That 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 was a little bit, uh, my opinion. That was uh, over the top in there. They they should not allow that. Yeah. Yeah, just a little bit. I'd say so. Yeah, that that mm. that, that was too much. That was uh, offensive. Mm-hmm. I, 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 it, it's, yep. It shouldn't happen. Honestly, mm. the BDSM stuff. I'm not going to say anything about that because honestly, even mm. my character is kind of like BDSM-y. Mm-hmm. The whip mistress. You, you mean know, the like... whip mistress is BDSM-y? Oh no, no, not at all. <laughs> Lies. <laughs> Lies. <laughs> well, I mean, but here's the thing yeah. though: is that like, there's mm. nothing to me that's terribly like. Does that, like mm. I mean I don't I don't think it's shocking to be like you know explicitly sexual and to have like to be like consent and to have like a consensual BDSM experience. There's nothing shameful about it, you know. Mm. No. I think that that can that can be very fun. It can be very playful. It can be very performative. Blackface is a whole other thing, and then and why mm-hmm. people just love to forget about like oh yeah, there's like a history of oppression with that. But we don't. I mean, we all know is a transphobic audience or transphobic audience as I like to call you. And Ashley hates that I do that. But, don't um, call my audience transphobic. <laughs> <laughs> your audience, our <laughs> audience. Ah, fine. Um, <laughs> um, but uh, you know, I think we all we can safely say blackface. Don't do that shit. Mm-hmm. It, that's wrong. It, it's wrong. That's, that's Stop it. Wrong. We're over Stop it. it. Yeah. There's no need. You mm-hmm. don't get to say the n word. Like you don't get to do blackface. We're mm-hmm. over it. Let's mm-hmm. move on. You know. Yeah. I, 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 Bay. Um, I'm glad that we mentioned it. As far as like, yo, bullshit. Calling bullshit on it. But it, it yeah. I, I'm. So after the the artist formerly known as Gold Dust, he kind of went away for a little while. Then he came back, um, and I like <clears throat> there was a whole like kind of forgettable era. It was the one where he and where he created the Shattered Dreams move, which is literally just uh, putting people's legs in between two ropes and then kicking them in the balls. And yeah, yeah. I didn't know if that made it into the, the video package. It okay, did. a series yeah. of times. <laughs> yeah, very painful move if it's not if not done properly. Yeah, what one would assume. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> but it's a v- awesome move because nutshots are a uh, thing in wrestling. You know, mm-hmm. like you know, Rick Flair uses nutshots. He doesn't call it the chatter dreams, but like when he's about to lose, it's like distract the ref. Hit them in the nuts, mm. you know, and also like you know, like when you have like intergender matches, like the woman may hit the guy in the nuts, and all of a sudden, because it hurts so much, they mm. win the match, you know, mm. um, things like that. Yeah, do they do they actually kick them in the nuts, or is no. this a, is this a <laughs> stage combat? Yeah. A sta- okay. No, well, if, if well, you watch closely mm. how the movies perform, they they see the person in the torn buckle. So you are sitting there in the second rope, and then they 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 put your legs over the ropes, and when you do the kick, you're not going to. I mean, if you want to be mean, you can hit the person in the balls, but you probably don't want to do that. Mm. So you, you end up uh, your kick may end up hitting the buckle, but because it happens so fast, once you're watching the 
turnbuckle, you are not going to even notice. You're going to notice that somebody just kicks somebody in the balls, pretty much. So where is the where is the competition in this? I guess is my big question. As far mm. as like there is competition. No, I told I I I hear you, darling. I hear you. Where is it? I'm confused because mm. if if it if it is all. Is it, it if it's if it's improv? I guess it's just a matter of like you've put them in this position; they have to play along with it, you know. Because if someone didn't want to, you know, play along with that move, I, I would assume it's pretty easy to get out of like having your legs wrapped around on the second, you know, yeah. on the second rope. Yeah. So I guess I'm confused as far as like you know, like how does advancement occur mm. in this? How do you become, you know, how do you go from you know, from from training to WWE, what is that trajectory? A lot mm. of time and dedication. Today you have to go training. You, they have now a performance center in Orlando, Florida. WWE is investing into training their future talent because number one, they realize that okay, we need to train people that are going to replace our our superstars, you know. And the only way to do it, they they want to have their own school where they teach the wrestler to work the way that they want them to work. So they created this uh, performance center. They have a lesser promotion that you can watch on the WWE Network. Uh, it's called NXT. And it gives the chance to the new and upcoming superstars to practice their first before they move into the main, in, into the into the big two uh, shows that they have, which is Raw and SmackDown. Um, but, but yeah, that's the way to do it, you know. But you have to... True, wrestling is not, and again, here I'm going to break the kayfabe, but I'm pretty sure that everybody should be aware that wrestling is mm. not, um, wrestling is a, it's a work, it's, 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 it's not a per se a valid competition, even New York State Athletic Commission says it, wrestling is not real competition, never, you should never say that it's a match, because it's not a match, it's a, it's an exhibition. Look at the codes of the New York State Athletic Commission. Mm. You're going to understand. Um, wrestling is theater. Wrestling is stage combat. Why it happened that way? If in history, what happened was like back in the day, like and it's like back long time ago, before I was even even born, the wrestling matches tend to be were real, but they found out that people were getting injured. Matches will tend to drag, you know, because they were. They were trying to comply with the code. So somebody named Tootsmont incorporating elements of theater into wrestling. Uh, they will keep the belts because the belt is your prop, your motivation as to why you are going to wrestle. Without belts, you cannot have wrestling. You know, you need to give them a prop that people are going to be interested in wrestling or fighting for it. You know, so getting that belt is it's is the motivation to to, to work. So the person the, the the person that was involved in theater Tutsman created a finisher may because workers were getting injured back in the day because it was real, they decided to you know it's all of being a promoter. We want to make money. How can we make money? Let's try the, to make sure that the guys don't get hurt so that we can go to a different town and do this again. And remember wrestling start didn't start like in, in, in T V, wrestling started in carnivals, you know. So it, it was all at work in the carnival. It became a, it was like a family back back in the day, you know, and so they created those elements and, uh, into what you see today, you know, hmm. as a, as, you know, professional wrestling, you know. So, 
true. There's not per se a, a competition, but it is a competition based on the storyline, based on the, the way the, the business is. They are competing hmm. into the goal of getting that belt. Do but, you know the end of the story for each match? The workers, they know, yeah. So like, know like if I'm going to, to wrestle somebody, and, and my gosh, I'm going to get into so much heat. But that's okay, I will take it. I will take the heat. If I'm going to be in a wrestling hmm. match, I will arrive to the arena. The person that is in charge will tell me who my opponent will be. And they will tell me who they want to see. And they will tell me who's going to win and who's going to lose. You will do it because it's the one that is paying you. Hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. You will do whatever they want to do. Sometimes the big promotions will listen to what the fans like. They will go in that direction. Or sometimes they don't. WWE will do whatever Vince McMahon says he's going to do. If Vince McMahon wants to make John Cena champion tomorrow, he will do it. Hmm. If uh, it's Ultimately, it's a person that is booking the, the matches that will decide that. At the independent level, it's the person that owns the promotion that will decide those things. In WWE, it's Vince McMahon, the one who has the final decision on things. In hmm. NXT, is uh, Triple H, from what I have heard. Uh, Triple H is the one that, that, that that have the final uh, word on what's happening in NXT. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, you know it's it is what it is. And and even though like people like me we are sharing this, and there's a lot of people that 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 know this, people still watch it. You know, mm-hmm. people still enjoy seeing it. Cause, why? Because it's like a soap opera. It's a drama, you know. When you have the characters and you come on with storylines, you know, mm-hmm. you will watch it because of that, you know. Oh, even my roommate. My roommate doesn't uh, doesn't like watching wrestling, but her her girlfriend enjoys watching wrestling, and she's telling me, I- "I'm not a big fan of wrestling. I don't enjoy watching that, but my girlfriend likes it, so I watch it." But the one thing that I like is the drama. Yeah, <laughs> it's all the drama. It's like a soap opera mm-hmm. with violence, pretty much. You know, <laughs> that's what wrestling is—a soap opera with drama. It's theater. It's theatrical. You know. Mm-hmm. Oh. I uh, I don't know like improvise story. Say I'm working with uh, with with her. I mm. go, hey, I love you, but I'm sorry I have to leave you out. I found somebody else. You found somebody else? Yes. What do you mean you found somebody else? I found somebody else. Ding ding. <laughs> That's it. Let's settle this in the ring. Sure thing. You got it. But I promise you, I'm going to beat you in the ring. Just step with me. You're going to find out that I have. Most experience, and you better watch out, because if you turn your back to me, I'm going to bring the whips into play. I remember. I remembered liking those whips. Okay, and we're done. <laughs> okay. Great. Thank you so much. Now they're just despair. We've had another great okay. episode. <laughs> it's been so lovely so. talking to all of you. <laughs> I can't believe you're not eating this up, Ian. Oh, I, come on. I am, but this is the character that I play. <laughs> oh, okay. It's like the 40-year-old woman who's ready to go home. Just like, no. Okay. I don't like it. What kind of clone is that? Is that embalming fluid number five? <laughs> this is great. Oh, you know something? That coffin right there, you can lay me in at any time because you know what? There will be no resting once we're in. No, there won't. I've never danced with the devil in the pale moonlight, but I'll try anything once. Here we go. Let me just feel you. Touch. Touch you, Reaper. Do you know what rigor mortis is? 
Look at me, dead man. It's a stiffening of the oh! No! So before we get to the uh, the the two questions that I ask at every everyone, uh, I want to bring up because uh, in November I think it was right, uh, Goldust uh, went on record because uh, I guess his stepchild uh, is a trans individual and was attacked and this is a thing that um he came out and he was he was very you know let people be people yeah like let people be people why why are you doing this and i don't want to throw a human being who is in any kind of uh, uh pain or anger because their their child or stepchild or the, the, but their, their child. child who is uh being attacked uh, for for who they are, uh, I don't want to throw them under a bus or anything like that. But at the same time, I feel like we should talk about the character that we've witnessed, the character who uh, is preying on the queer fear. Is there? I I just I feel like there's something. T- I mm, there's just something tough about saying, "Hey, why can't we all just be people?" When, when you've been when you've been profiting off of and off of a perpetuation of the same violence that results in those kinds of moments. Yeah, and I I just kind of thank you, and and yeah. I just kind of want to take like a few minutes to maybe uh, reflect on that because I I think that it's a very real thing, and I feel like Gold Dust absolutely like the 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 person who portrays him should absolutely be angry and should absolutely want mm-hmm. safety because uh, and more to to also go with your experience uh, if you don't mind sharing paola uh the way that it, it almost seems like the locker room culture is very accepting and is very open but still well, and i th- but i think this is also mm-hmm. this is also indicative of the fact that the f- of, of what you've been saying this whole night paola is like you know this is a play on stereotypes and we have to remember that stereotypes are always political and they always have a damaging political agenda um, Mm. that is meant to perpetuate marginalization rather than to uplift. Uh, It is, and so I think that it is indicative of his lack of an understanding of the cultures that he was appropriating or the cultures that he was, um, the queer fear that he was playing into, that he doesn't make the connection between excuse me, the violence perpetuated against his own child, uh, step child, his own child, and, and, uh, and his complicity in that fear that is the driving force behind that, that, um, those actions, you know? It's interesting that you mentioned that because uh, one of the matches that I got to, to see, and, and I think I mentioned you that I wanted to see, to, to see this one specifically, was the one with Scotty Piper. Um, Somehow I didn't like. I I I felt sorry for Goldust. Mm. Um, and and, and it seemed in my in my view this time when I was watching it that uh, that that the heel wasn't Goldust at that point. That the heel was Piper. Mm. Um, let's yeah. Let's. I'll, I'm gonna let you finish. But yeah, let's let's talk a little bit about that one before we get into the the final questions because we we have that is one of his most iconic matches is the yeah. Hollywood Street Fight with Rowdy Roddy Piper. Um, like, but I'm sorry, I, I did interrupt. But go oh, on, yeah. It's fine. Like, I, I think like through his character, the Goldust character, yeah, there, there's no denying he's 
his character is based on stereotypes that people think that a gay person should act or behave. Like, it's it's the way that the character was designed, and the fact that then he's a straight person portraying a gay person, <laughs> to me, is but it's it's bothersome. I, I, a little bit. I mean, it, it bothers me because it shouldn't be that way. In Mexico, the exoticos, um, the which are similar to to what Goldos is doing, they are openly gay. Some of them, and today you have wrestlers that are totally openly gay, and they they do what what uh, Dustin Dustin Rhodes is 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 doing um, in WWE. Um, but back then, um, for him to be doing that, he he was using the stereotypes that people fear, you know. Um, at least pe- people that are straight and all that kind of stuff. So, um, the 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 mentality is like, oh my gosh, we have to be afraid of gays because they will do this kind of, this kind of stuff. They will behave in that way, and so, so in part he's, he's responsible for contributing to a culture of violence. And you have uh, the match with Hardy uh, Piper, where where you have Hardy Piper say telling him, look, I'm going to make a man out of you. You wanna fight, you jerk? You know, that to me was like, holy shit, that's like, the storyline was created. The character may not have been, it's, it's difficult not to say that it's not, uh, that it's not transphobic, because I, I think it has some elements of, of transphobic, like hmm. the character of Gold that's in there. Um, b- but the storyline also is a, it's a scene that will have the impact too. Because hmm. remember, wrestling is a storyline too, you know? And when you have that storyline, like, let's put Roddy Piper telling this uh, character who happens to be uh, bizarre, but in people's mind, people are thinking that he's probably gay or transgender or something like that. And let's have Roddy Piper saying those things. Mm. You are creating a story that actually gets repeated over and over. We know that transgender women get get beaten to that. The other day I was watching on... on mm. I don't even know how I came across, but I was watching this video of uh, of a Brazilian transgender mm. woman getting beaten to death, okay. you know? And why that happened? Because of the culture, because there's people that think that it's okay to be that trans person um, to change to, to change them, you know? Like, some people in Puerto Rico have even said, like, oh, if I have a child and they're acting like that, it would beat the crap out of them, so they became more manly. That, that beating doesn't change it. And WWE is here, they have media, they have power, and they were doing exactly just that, adding, contributing to, 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 to people thinking that it's okay to do this kind of thing. And it's not okay. And that's why I'm now, my perspective of that match is like, that, that was the worst storyline that WWE could possibly do mm. at that point. And I'm not blaming him on, on, on Goldos here. I'm blaming on the writers that came up with that and on the fact that of the words that they use mm. in, uh, during that match and the, during that storyline specifically. Because mm. um, honestly, a character may, not, may or may not be harmful. It, it depends how you use it in the storyline too. Mm. You know? in, in theater, you, have, you, you sometimes write with stereotypes too. You know? mm. But it comes out how you use them in the story. You know? Well, and I think just on that, like with theater, because we know, because it is very specifically stated, this is a play. Like, yeah. that person is not actually Hamlet. That person is not actually uh, 
uh, I can't think of any other characters from theater now. I'm a terrible playwright. Uh, that person is not Willie Loman. That person is Robert De Niro. That person is that person. And so there is a disconnect that even in the 90s, even during the... Because this was pre-Attitude Era, but even like during the Attitude Era, many people still felt this was 100% real and these are the real people. And because of kayfabe, it's very hard to to have that. And I'm not necessarily saying that if we remove all of kayfabe and say, yep, we know, this person is Dustin Reynolds and he's playing Gold Dust, that it, it will change because people do do things in the name of media that they consume mm-hmm. that they know is not really, like, not documentary. Um, but at the same time, the 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 end of the match. So of the video package that I created for y'all, I had to. There's on YouTube. You can find their street fight in the street mm-hmm. where he hits uh, Roddy Piper with the car and then they speed away. But they don't include the second half. You can't find that there. You have to go on the WWE Network. Um, and in the end, Piper and. Part of it is because it is fucking horrifying. Piper takes off his outfit, and he's got a brown panties on underneath. And that is the fucking worst. Like, just... And I realized that I probably growing up laughed at that, and I can recognize that. But looking at it now, can you explain some of the dangers of that for those who may not know? Yeah. So ultimately, uh, first off, because a it promotes a physical violence that is beyond just "I'm going to beat the shit out of you" and more into "I am going to expose you." It is saying, "I feel that you are a fraud, and this is how I will show that you are a fraud." And it's it's a dehumanizing, it is a violent, like violent beyond just physically violent act. And it's it's despicable. But yeah, that's I but that's that's what I have to say about that. I'm I'm happy to hear if either of you want to expand on that, if there are things that I'm leaving out on that, but yeah. It was, like, it was just a way of shaming uh, Goldos' identity, because cause, cause you're the same, Goldos, yes, he was a heel, he, or he was trying to be portrayed as a heel, but it was a heel based on stereotypes, that and playing on the, on the cis-normative culture, pretty much, you know, um, but at the same time, I'm pretty sure that some people may find the character, oh yeah, I like the character of Goldos. Mm. Because he was being true, he w- he was comfortable in his own skin. Yes, that's who I am. Although it's not the way that a person would like to be, because there were certain things that he was doing, like uh, stacking um, the the ma- the male superstars. You know, mm. that's that was just like creepiness in there. Mm. Um, but he was portraying his character as true as possible uh, 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 as he could be. You know, and he didn't feel ashamed in himself, but like. What Crowley Piper did in there was like shaming him in public, using that to generate heat in the mind of a heteronormative culture, pretty much, you know? Mm. 
um, in a way that is shameful to the man, in a way that is emasculizing to 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 the character of Goldas, you know, hmm. um, exposing him for what, as you say, what he was, but it, it's it's wrong. It, it was wrong, in my opinion. Hmm. It's, it's still wrong, you know. Like that, that was disturbing to see it like, uh, again for me. And so I, I apologize, especially if I didn't uh, warn ahead of time uh, that something like that might no, pop up. But yeah, that, yeah, that's fine because I was the one that requested you that hmm. uh, maybe we should watch that one. And uh, I, and I have to be assured because also like in a culture like Puerto Rico, that's been done too. In sometimes in, in Russia, you don't need to be a character like Goldos, you know. Hmm. It can be any anybody. They can use that. Um, to make their characters look like generate a cheap reaction from people, you know, mm. and sometimes a negative one or or laughs mm. from people, which is uh, disturbing, you know. Mm. Um, and that doesn't help the transgender community mm. in 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 general. So that the the the, the depiction of characters that oh, look what we're doing, we're laughing at this, or we're making this person seem less of a human being because of this, you know. Mm. That's uh, that, that's a big problem in there, you know, because mm. that that doesn't contribute to a change of uh, of society to to become inclusive of transgender people. So mm. That's why I think uh, that uh, situation was totally completely wrong. The 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 whole story with Piper, like when you watch the the, the whole video explaining the storyline behind all that kind of stuff, that was just to me, in my opinion, that was just totally completely. It was homophobic and transphobic. Totally, completely. Like, hmm. y- y- if the, if it was today, they would be getting so much negative. Uh, they, they, they would be getting all the people that ha- are working for transgender rights and GLBT rights in general, they would be getting war from them. And hmm. I don't know if they, they actually got me- a message back then from, from this organization because honestly, that, that whole storyline, watching it now, knowing that I am who I am, um, it, it was disturbing. Mm. <laughs> it disturbed me, honestly. Like, mm. so I have. Uh, I I do have one more question. I'd love for us to kind of talk about before we move into the the final thoughts and the final questions. But it's uh, so there. There's this mentality in comedy that a comedian's first job is to make people laugh. Now, no one ever talks about what the second, third, and fourth job is, but the first job is to make people laugh. Uh, and in professional wrestling, as a heel, your first job is essentially to make people dislike you, to make people boo you, to generate that heat. He did. He absolutely did. But do we consider that? We, us, not necessarily everybody else, but do we consider that a success then? Like, is he a successful heel? So that's a tough question. Yeah, yeah. That's a tough question, Darkus. <clears throat> I think that if the objective is to make him a character that's dislikable or that's easy to dislike, he is. Hmm. He is easy to dislike. I think that the problem is I think that many people who dislike him dislike him because they read him as trans, gender variant, or queer, and I just I dislike him because I think that he's too much, and I think that he's. I think that I, I don't like his 
lack of consent. I don't like his lack his lack of boundaries. I don't like things about those aspects of him. But I am trans and I am queer, so it's it's very easy for me to tap into that. So I think that um, I mean I, th- I I also I also think that the idea that you know a comedian's one role is to make people laugh is a very that's a very general idea of like what the rules are, you know, what mm-hmm. what, yeah, the, yeah, your rule is to make people laugh. Okay, well, you know, my role as an actor is to make pe- is to like be another person, but there's so much more that goes into it, and there's so much more to. We can never tell a single narrative, mm-hmm. you know. There's there there can never be a success with a single story. So I think that you know, yeah, he uh, <clears throat> he created a character that people don't like. He based that character almost exclusively off of a group of people in the society that many people don't like. So is that really original? Is that really creative? No, I don't think so. Hmm. Shots fired. All right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, hmm. My take on it, I, I have a love and hate relationship with Goldust. Yeah. You know, like I do like the idea of a, of a character that is exotic. I like the exoticos in Mexico. Hmm. I, I'm a big fan of, uh, of them. Um, the idea and the concept of the character, I, I get it. I, I, I like it, you know. Um, but I don't mm-hmm. like the fact that, like uh, Ian said, um, the way of uh, oh, pictures of exotic. Sorry, sorry. I'm, I was pulling this up to show Ian in a sec, just to yeah. kind of lighten the mood of what an exotico is. But yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, we can sorry, take a little bit yeah, about, yeah, yeah. about that afterwards. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. Um, I, I do. T- I. I Part of me liked the character of Goldust, but there are other things that he did that he was doing that, like I didn't like, and it was just a the sort of the whole breaking of boundaries, you know, because like people don't think that LGBT people they 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 act that way, you know. Um, from the perspective of a straight person, the character as a heel, yes, it's a heel. From the pers- from my perspective as a transgender person. It is a hit for me because I don't like the way that he's acting in the, back mm. in the day. I, I I will have had a hard time accepting myself because I don't want people to think that I that that, that will be acting in real in in life around people like me like that. Mm. No, there's already so much misconception about transgender people and about LGBT people in general. Even in my culture, about you if you are gay, people will assume things that, of you that are probably not true. And here is uh, a person like Dustin Rhodes portraying this character in such a way that is just adding to that and preying on that fear that people have of meeting a, a, a gay, lesbian, or transgender person, you know? Hmm. So so that's why I don't like him. And because of that, I will say that, yeah, it's still a hill because I don't, I don't like, I don't like hmm. him as a, 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 as a character in that sense. Hmm. But part of me enjoys it because I like the exotic or the way of like being weird, bizarre, you know? Hmm. And I actually, before I even came out in wrestling, like, because there was a point in my life, like, I'm transgender too, so, um, when I came out, I told my friends in wrestling, and I ended up going and doing something similar to an exotic character, and and I did it because I needed to evolve my character, you know, back then I was uh, playing a heel, I was using my own heritage, I'm Puerto Rican, so... I began using the Latino, my Latino background as part of a storyline in the ring, you know? Mm. And I ended up doing a loser words address match. I lost match. Um, 
for a heal, that's a humili total, completely humili humiliation. But then eventually I, I changed the character and I began putting <coughs> makeup and feather boys, and I went in that direction and I put characters like that. Um, so that's why I, I kind of like the idea and the concept for the character. But hmm. I think WWE could have done b much better with the storylines, hmm. especially with the Piper storyline. But I think you also bring up something interesting as far as representation. Yes. And who's given access to that representation, right? It's like, you mm. know, I think that, you know, if... I think that it's a very different thing, right, to make a joke or to make a parody of a culture or a person or a type of person uh, if that person has already had a long-standing space within the wider society that is seen, you know, because it's obviously... It's, it's very easy for people to read that as a stereotype. But just in what you said, is the idea that it's like, oh, I didn't want to think that you would... I didn't want anyone to associate me with something like that. And what that does is it creates dissonance. It takes us away from community. It, it directly affects negatively the people that you are representing because we have so little representation that is actually reflective of our lived experiences. And so I think that in this way, his his work is incredibly transphobic. I mean, because I know the question is coming. Oh, yeah. Uh, just so we're moving there. In, yep. You know, uh, I think that it's incredibly transphobic because, because even though he himself didn't identify as, as, as trans, even though he himself did not really uh, fall within that spectrum in my eyes, he is creating an image that that when young people, young trans kids, when young queer kids are coming out to their parents and they are and are claiming themselves, they th this is one of the few images that people have, mm -hmm. and it makes our lives more difficult because and well, it makes his easier because he's profiting off of it. Mm. So I think that that yeah, I think that's really dangerous. Mm. So we'll get to uh, the question that Ian just answered in a sec, too. I just wanted to show, uh, specifically for Ian, an example of an Exotico who is uh, uh, who is a, a gay man and who is very flamboyant. He's uh, Cassandro, uh, or Cassandro, uh, and he is known as the Liberace of Lucha Libre. Uh, he, this is just like, this is an example of it done really well, and Cassandro has done a amazing job of turning around the idea of what an exotico is uh he's appeared in new japan recently uh at the uh he was part of a battle royal uh and he was on conan o'brien recently when conan went to mexico he taught conan lucha libre and instead of going to um like some like straight dude lucha libre thing they went to cassandro and said like this is you teach lucha libre teach me lucha libre and it was just like really cool watching Conan and seeing Cassandro on there and being like, oh my god! Like, the with, I'm so glad that's Cassandro! Yes. And he played off of Conan so well. And I think that that's mm -hmm. the thing, right? Is that when mm -hmm. authenticity is the clearest and most beautiful outfit you could ever wear. Yes. Mm. So it's like, I'm not saying that we shouldn't have high femme, you know, mm. very loud and exuberant queer folks out there, you know? Um, Oh there gosh. are there are a lot of them. There, there are a lot, a lot of, them. of them. And they and they and they and they deserve right the access to presence, visibility, community and all yes. of those different things. <laughs> because we can and, and but the the difference is, is that you can feel you can feel the difference in what they're doing. You can yes. feel the authenticity mm -hmm. pouring off of them. Yes. You know, like, oh what's his face? The little oh my I can't believe I'm forgetting his name. <laughs> Exercise 
big character, large in life, kind of looks. Oh, like... oh, oh, oh. Um, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. Now yeah. I'm gone. Uh. Uh. Re- no. Nope. That's. I was thinking Randy Savage. That is a wrestler. Not nope. No. Ru- not Ron Simmons. Richard John, Simmons. Richard Simmons. Ron, Richard Ron Simmons. Yes. That's a very different. Yeah. Very different <laughs> yeah. <kingdom. laughs> like, but I think of someone like Richard Simmons, who it's like mm. that. That to me is the closest that you can get to like, whoa, we are pushing the envelope here. <laughs> but at the same time, but good for him. But yeah. at the same time, <laughs> yeah. like I, I, like I see him, and it's like that's not my cup of tea, dear. But I can tell that that's you, mm-hmm. and there's something that's kind of endearing about that. That I'm like. I mean, my God, girl, really? <laughs> is that all? But it's 100% you. And that mm. is, and there's something really beautiful about that. And watching Goldust was like, girl, I can tell mm. that's not you. It's like watching impersonators do impersonations of Richard Simmons. Yeah. 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 So let's, thank you. So let's, let's get into the two questions that I ask at the end of every podcast. Is it transphobic? You can rate yeah. this on a 1 to 10. You can make a noise based on how you uh, feel yes. about that. <laughs> yes, it's transphobic. You can sing a song. Thank you, Ian. That's a new one. I like that. Okay. It's a good tune. That should probably be... The, <laughs> let's, let's, we'll, talk we'll talk to V. We'll talk to V. We'll get the two of you together. Just Ian riffing. <laughs> Help us all. Uh, but yeah, so we know Ian's answer. Ba-da. <laughs> I will say yes, it is transphobic. Yeah, yeah it is transphobic. I, 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 I'm not going to give a pass to Dustin Horowitz just because he has a, a subchild that is transgender. You go, girl. Um, that's still not an excuse to port- portray a character like this. Mm. You know, I, I understand it's it's fitting you. You had no choice. You wanted to do something different. Um, but I think it could have been it could have been done much much better. At the same time, I will say to me it's transphobic, but it's like a nine because I also recognize that it's not only the character; it's also the storyline and mm. the way that WWE, in general, what they do with his character, they are also responsible for for this. So it's a nine. Yes, it's transphobic. And I love the one, the other one. I blame it on WWE for for the storylines. Because mm. the storyline, they if they could have planned the storylines, they could have done way much better. And there's not an excuse because like when you watch like uh, you mentioned Cassandra, mm. Cassandra, I mean this is in Mexico, which is supposed to be like personally I feel about the team culture that is not very accepting, but in Mexico you have the most amazing exoticos, and they treat them with respect. They gain a lot of respect, and they are empowered to do what they do. And I thought when I was coming out, I wasn't looking at Goldust. When I was coming out, I was looking more at the Exoticos, and that's why I modified my character and began feeling more comfortable being in the ring because of the Exoticos. It wasn't Goldust. Mm. Um, so yeah, <laughs> that's my that's my take on this. Mm. So uh, is it transphobic, Goldust? I say no. To generate heel heat. No, uh, in all seriousness. Um, I <laughs> just feeling Girl. out the room. The room would be so... The room would boo me. If, yeah, no. Um, <laughs> but, but this is going to be a hardcore match after we get out of here. Girl. <laughs> Whips, chairs, and automobiles. 
Yeah, no. uh, anyway. So, uh, but seriously, like, uh, yeah, yeah, obviously. Um, but thank you. But at the thank same you. time, I do have to recognize, kind of in a similar fashion, it's not just one man's vision of it. It's a lot of people going into it. Uh, it's not just like us. But but at He's the same time, alone in his transphobia. He is more than one people. Yeah, He's a whole community of transphobic whole community. People. No, but um, and I I hope that. Because he has the experience of being a parent with a trans child, this will teach something. But at the same time, I, I almost feel like I would lessen this if he has acknowledged it a bit more. But in, in the interviews that I listen to with him on, um, it's usually just like, oh, like like he gets propped up like like with Chris Jericho, one of my favorites of all time. Chris Jericho's like, oh, this is like one of the best characters. It's one of the most iconic characters. It's such a big character. And it's just like, yeah, but like, eh, eh. So, yeah. 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 Um, so the follow-up question, which I think <sighs> I know what Ian's going to say, uh, the follow-up question is, was it enjoyable? No, 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 no. All right, well, that was Ian. No, 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 no. While, while Paula thinks <laughs> Ian has another verse. No, 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 no. <laughs> you can, you can totally disagree with Ian. Uh, it's fine. No, yes, no, 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 no. Okay. So, mm -hmm. yes and no to me. Yeah. Um. There are certain things that were wrong. Yeah. There are certain other things that, eh, okay, I, I, I'm okay with that. And then, like, especially later in the career, like there were some like uh, promos that that he cut out, like especially when they make him team up with uh, Booker T. Oh yeah. Like no, that. no 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 no. <laughs> The, let the, the, let Paula speak. <laughs> the, 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 where he went to Booker T, and uh, one of my favorite was when he went to Booker T dressed as Darth Vader and gave him the lightsaber. <laughs> right. uh, um, mm. yeah, yeah, but like overall, no. Yeah, I, I have to go. You, you no. almost broke a song too. It's, yeah. it's a yes, but it's like yeah. more towards a no because like. There were certain things that okay, I can live with that, but like there are certain things that it's like, mm. oh my gosh, no, no, mm. no, 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 yeah, yeah. So for me, I already know. Yeah, no, I know you know. No, I, I yeah, just say it. yeah, just it's say enjoyable. It. Uh, I mean, <laughs> it's because of so partial. So it is because of nostalgia. It was enjoyable for me because of uh, the fact that I love wrestling. It was. Because, uh, and because I also do, because it is also when you're watching that happen and you don't watch for years the progression of the character and how he has changed in some ways. It is like, like, I really do, like, I love his Booker T promos. I actually really liked up until they actually decided to become a team. I loved the Golden Truth promos. Like when he writes in lipstick on on uh, on R Truth's head, no, I won't be a partner with you. N O. And then R Truth looks in the mirror and he just goes, ah, it's on, it's on. And <laughs> I kind of loved it. Uh, so 
Booker T. Booker T. So Gold Dust is he? It's Stardust. I, it's, I, I, li- I like when oh, they love Stardust, which was like uh, yeah. his, uh, his uh, half brother. Yeah. Uh, oh my Cody God. Rhodes. <laughs> so, yeah, no. Cody Rhodes, oh. who was actually his half brother, uh, took on. Oh, but- and, and Cody Rhodes is somebody that actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I follow Cody Rhodes and he posts in his Twitter account. Yeah. Somebody asked him, a transgender kid asked him, hey, do you think there's a space for transgender wrestlers? And Cody Rhodes was one of the persons that pulled and said, yes, 100% yes. Uh, wrestling is for everybody. So. Um, yeah, they say that. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, I hear you. Yeah, like but, I think, oh. but Cody Rhodes' character was more of like a like a. I watched one of his matches when he was doing Stardust, and it was on the WrestleMania where he competed against the character of Green Arrow. Yeah, um, the character of Green Arrow. Stephen Amell. Oh yeah, God. and uh, yeah, oh yeah, Stephen Amell came in and wrestled. Yeah, he was actually pretty yeah. good. He he did. He learned. Good. Yeah, he, he trained. Did, he yeah. did way better than all the any no any celebrity that have a, yeah. invited to to a WrestleMania, mm-hmm. and. Um, what I uh, but but there's a construct because Stardust was more like, like like a comic book villain pretty much. Mm-hmm. That's it. That, that's the way that I saw it compared yep. to Goldust. Well, and and Stardust also was sort of more like David Bowie. Like he he wanted yeah. to call his fans the spiders. Yeah. Like. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, the the yeah. So uh, let's wrap it up. Um, anything you want. <laughs> Anything else you want to say that maybe we haven't talked about really quickly? Anything just... I'm so congested, I probably should not have been singing, so I'm sorry as a transphobic <laughs> audience, but uh, that's just mm-hmm. what came to me. Mm-hmm. I just have one thing to say. No! <laughs> I I don't know where this is going. I know yeah? exactly where it's going. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. do it, do it. Yeah? All in all, one thing is that we will never... Never forget the name of Goldust. Yes. Yes. And with that, is it transphobic audience? Ashley is going to wrap up this shit. That I am. Okay, so (laughs) tell them where to find you if you want them to find you on the internet. Oh, God. All right, you can find me at www.ianfieldstewart.com, where you can also find footage of me singing much better than my little no-no-nos and yes-yes-yeses. You can also find me on Instagram at thefreeactorvist. That's actor and activist put together. And they can find me on Twitter at pjgonzalez39, and I got my website, pjgonzalezfightchoreographer.weebly.com. And they can find links to my Facebook page and my Twitter accounts in there. And also to YouTube. Awesome. And you can find me at uh, AshleyLaurenRogers.com. You can also find me on Twitter if you tweet at Lucretia Deerfor, L-U-C-R-E-T-I-A-D-E-A-R, then the number four. And we out this bitch. Is It Transphobic was produced, edited, and coordinated by Ashley Lauren Rogers. The Is It Transphobic logo was created by Phoenix Sweeney, and you can see more of their work at tinylionroars.github.io. The original music you heard was all created by Vivian Aladrin, who you can find on Bandcamp at vivianaladrin.bandcamp.com. All audio clips used are the property of World Wrestling Entertainment.